Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. What is up, Ingrid? How are you? Just excited. Excited about everything. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) Yeah, we've been talking business stuff, and it just feels like... I don't know if there's still any planets floating around in the Capricorn field. Yeah, Yeah. there are. Yeah, Yeah. of course. Pluto's just hanging out there for the last, you know, how many years? 14 years it's been in Capricorn, so... And it's going to be there uh, for another year plus... There's also Mars and Venus are there. Well, Mars is a faster moving planet, yeah? Yeah, oh yeah. So we're like feeling that right now. It's faster, way faster than Pluto, (laughs) so. (laughs) How long is Mars in Capricorn? It moves out of Capricorn with Venus this week. Okay, so we're still some lingering achievement ambitions, Mm -hmm. taking these steps to get where we want to go. Yes, exactly. I'm feeling that in... All of my relationships, just so many parallels of people. You know, it is the beginning of the year, but it's more than just that. Mm -hmm. It's people really continuing to take these steps. It's like January has already passed. The first of the year excitement's going away Mm -hmm. and just continuing to yeah, plan on how you want to accomplish your goals. Yes. So that feels exciting and supportive when everyone around you is in that energy. Mm -hmm. It it just reminds you and uplifts you to keep working towards your goals. Yes. Yes. Working towards your goals. That's Mars and Venus in Capricorn. And then the sun, Jupiter and Neptune all in Pisces, bringing light, vitality, expansion to your dream world. The subconscious. Yes. The unconscious and the dreams, the dreams, your fantasy. So that connection between Pisces dreams and Capricorn work. It's about working to bring your dreams into reality. That's one aspect. I guess I always look at Pisces first in the more negative light or the heavier light, which Mm -hmm. would be our psychological baggage. Yeah. But I do think our dreams and our baggage lives in Pisces in the Mm -hmm. subconscious. But it's like when we have cleared out the baggage then it's easier for us to dream. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly, that's it, 100%. It's showing yourself compassion, and once you're being compassionate with yourself, then you have the faith to imagine something good. And that's potentially really challenging right now, because before you get to that point, you have to face... (laughs) Face your demons. Yeah, your demons. And, And... I I know I wrote this in in my weekly transit email. I don't think I said this on the podcast, but you know, right now with the sun, Jupiter, and Neptune in Pisces, the last time these three planets were in Pisces was eighteen fifty eight, March of eighteen fifty eight. So it's been a hundred and sixty four years since we've been feeling the depth of what's going on beneath the surface within our psyche and that's 
a lot to deal with. It's really heavy. Mm -hmm. And my heart goes out to anyone out there who's struggling mentally. It's not easy tangling with these demons that torture you in your mind. There's no escaping them. Though we try with Netflix and chill, binge watching, drugs and alcohol. There's all these means of escapism. But eventually the show's over. The hangover replaces the buzz. Oh my God. And you're back with those thoughts that are torturing you. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely relate to all of that. And I've even been questioning like all of my positive things that I've been feeling that are good things in my life, like new relationship and career stuff. And wondering if that's just a blanket, like a, a bandaid for all of my baggage. When even though I have been really trying so hard to address everything, learning to put some things on the positive side of the scales. And that doesn't mean that all of the negative stuff just falls off the other end. It just balances it out. Mm-hmm. So it's still there. And you still have to sort through it, but having a better balance of the baggage doesn't always feel so heavy Mm because all you can do is like sort out one thing at a time slowly. It's like you can't just take your box of baggage and just throw it off the ship (laughs) and you're like, I'm free. (laughs) You know, if if that was the case, then everyone would be able to do it and it would would be easy. Mm -hmm. No, it's almost like you have to, you can't just throw it out. You have to really sit with it and integrate it and look at it and ask yourself, why am I feeling guilty about this or why do I feel shame surrounding this memory or or regret why why do I feel this way and once you can formulate an answer then you can start to show yourself more compassion and love and forgiveness and I feel like it gets more challenging the more that you're trying to escape and that's what you know Netflix and chill, binge watching, drugs and alcohol, these are all ruled by Pisces. These are all ruled by Pisces. We'd never heard of Netflix and chill or binge watching until after Neptune moved into Pisces back in 2012. Prior to 2012, nobody said Netflix and chill. Nobody said binge watching. What has happened with this opioid crisis that's just ballooned in the last 10 years? That is Neptune and Pisces. And now it's intensifying with Jupiter here, the other planetary ruler of Pisces, and the sun. So if you're feeling lost, you're not alone. Many people are feeling lost. It's normal to feel lost when there's these three intense planets, the two planetary rulers and the sun in Pisces. You know, Neptune is the cloudy planet when you're in the clouds. You feel lost. You don't know which way is up or down, left or right. If you're flying in the right direction or driving in the right direction. So slow down and look within and reimagine the dream so that you can reclaim faith in who you are. This just feels so relevant to what I'm experiencing right now. And the idea of checking out like these relationships that I've had for a long time that are just very confusing relationships mm-hmm. that are creative and romantic and friendships are just all tied together and people that were really, really close to me and kind of getting some distance from it, but still wanting all of the good things that came with the relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's been very hard for me to untangle from. And I was 
trying to question why I'm so addicted. Like I'm, I'm addicted to the relationship. Mm. I'm drawn to it so heavily. And part of it is because these people feel magical to me. Mm-hmm. They make me feel high. Mm. They make me feel like anything is possible. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is like an escape from reality. It's like just the excitement of all the new things, all the creativity and that everything's going to be the best and the most beautiful and the most successful. And these things can all be real, but grounding that energy with knowing that it's not always going to be easy. It's going to take time. There's probably going to be a million roadblocks, like everything else in life Mm -hmm. and not getting caught up in the fantasy dream world, this feeling that these people give me Mm -hmm. and just, you know, maybe I can still have this creative relationship and know that it's, it's, but it's not a dream world. It all takes hard work. We're going to have conflict. It's going to take time. It's not all rainbows and sunshine. Yes. And that's, that's this concept in my mind that I have been so, so addicted to. Yes. So just trying to figure out in my mind why I'm so obsessed with it. And it's because it makes me check out. Mm-hmm. That's my Netflix yeah, and chill. Yeah, the fantasy can get you high. The fantasy about, oh my God, I see the possibilities. This is going to be so amazing. And yeah, and that's great. But but then when it's not amazing, it makes me feel hungover. Yes. And I'm just like, fuck, now I'm hungover. Now I'm high. Now I'm hungover. And I'm just like, okay, I want things to feel, you know, it's not that I don't want to have that hope and that excitement because that's what I think makes me a great creative. It's like being able to imagine the dream. Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. important. But then the next step is the hard work that comes in, the responsibility and kind of balancing the energy in the moment of not getting so fucking high mm-hmm. and then having this come down, just integrating all of the pieces so you can still get excited, but also recognize that we're not living in some other alternate universe where conflict doesn't exist. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Wow. Who would think you could just get high off of nothing? I'm just like, I don't really drink. I don't really do drugs. Like, you know, here and there, there's like something fun that happens, but like, that's not really my nature, but I've recognized so recently I'm getting high off of like people and people's energy and like this dream, this like fantasy that everything's perfect. So spend time thinking about why and why these people and what is it about them that you're attracted to? Is there something about them that is reflecting within you or is it something about them that you feel like you're missing within yourself that you want? It feels kind of like a portal. They are able to access this energy inside of me that I already have. Mm -hmm. I don't really need anyone to get it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I experience it by myself, but not in the same way. It's like every time there's a, an interaction, it feels like that is ignited. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it wouldn't be ignited if it didn't exist there already. Yeah. And so learning how to tap into my own energy and not look for external sources to get my leg high off of. Yes. Yes. Wow. It's a wild time right now. It feels intense. Yes. I've just been feeling a lot. I had a meltdown the other day and the guy I'm seeing was like, I was, I was like crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I'm sorry I came in like such a tornado of like emotion and stuff. I was like, we can, you know, we can watch SpongeBob now. Like, <laughs> he was like SpongeBob. He was like watching SpongeBob oh when I came God. over, wow. and he like turned the TV off because he was like, oh, okay, there's like something happening. And then in the end, after I told him, okay, we can like move on. Basically, I'm fine. 
he was like, are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to cry some more? Hmm. And then I started laughing because he was like dead serious. Hmm. He, he was like, we don't have to just move on. Like, do you have some more to cry about? See, that's the other note of Pisces is having empathy. And he had empathy for how you were feeling. It felt really nice mm-hmm. just to feel someone really holding space and my yeah. like release of emotions because not everyone is very good at that. Most people aren't good at that, I I could say. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big crier and so many people like either they want to cheer you up, which is always the weirdest thing to me. I'm like, I don't want to be cheered. I'm in the middle of something happening inside of me. I don't want some fantasy right now mm-hmm. i'm i'm going deep mm-hmm. and then the other people are just like so checked out it makes them way too uncomfortable so then they're just like they shut down yeah and they either just have no response or they get irritated it's just all too much for them so to have someone well wait he's a pisces rising okay yeah when he's in situations that are uncomfortable he's naturally empathetic yeah i could say that is that feels very accurate yeah yeah Wait, well, what do you have? Me? Where's your Pisces? <laughs> is that the right question? <laughs> I wouldn't really phrase it that way. <laughs> I would phrase it as, you know, do you have any planets in Pisces okay. or any planets in the 12th house? Okay. Um, or you could say, you know, which house is Pisces in? Okay, so do you have any planets in Pisces or the 12th house? I have my moon in Pisces. Oh, fuck. Well, that's why you're so good at showing up for people's (laughs) catastrophes. You go deep. Yes. The Pisces plus the Scorpio. And my Chiron and uh, Jupiter in the 12th house. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I have a decent amount of Pisces energy flowing through me. So right now we're all feeling what it's like to be Pisces, like super Pisces that people haven't felt in 164 years. And it can feel like a burden. It can feel like a weight. Pisces rules the feet. The feet carry the weight of the entire body. And if you're feeling exhausted right now. That's why. You're not alone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank God. So should we get into the week? Uh, Yeah, let's go. And before we do, I want to acknowledge something. I get several messages from people that are in... Australia or New Zealand or Singapore and it's always the same question the question is like should I be listening to like Monday on Monday Mm -hmm. and the other thing they're always like we don't get the podcast until like Monday afternoon or Monday night like and by then it's like Monday's already done and it's like well Sunday is your Monday so Sunday is their Monday so on their Monday they want to listen to Sunday Oh, last week's Sunday is yes. what they should be listening to. on Monday. They should be listening to last week's Sunday on Monday. And then when they get the podcast Monday afternoon or evening, that Monday is going to be their Tuesday. Okay, so they actually get a preview. They have a day from the previous week that's actually... Yeah, okay. they actually do because they're ahead. So, so they like, thought they, they were get, behind, but they're really ahead. <laughs> they're actually ahead, yes. On Sunday, they're hearing about Monday, even though they're they're getting that Sunday on that Monday night. You're a day ahead, so listen to the day before for the day of. If you want to know what's going on for you on Wednesday, you're going to listen to Tuesday. If you want to know what's going on for you on Thursday, you're going to listen to Wednesday. 
we've been getting a lot of questions on the Spotify. We've gotten so many questions. I'm wondering if we should maybe put it through the website or something, but I'll put it on there again this week and we can read through some questions. I just want to make sure we get to them all. Yeah. I think it'd be good if we could get something on. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to get to all the questions. So they're not just lingering out there, everyone, but if you're listening on Spotify, there's a couple things you can do. If you go to the episode, there's a little question mark. It says community. You can enter your questions there. And then also in the description of each episode, there is a time marker. So you can go to each day of the week separately without having to scroll around. If you want to listen to Wednesday, you just look in the show notes and there will be a Wednesday time marker. So you can go right to it. Yeah. If you listen on Apple podcasts, then it won't give you that magical time stamp to just jump there, but you can use the time to scroll through and pick, pick the day that you would like. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Anything else? Well, or there's one more thing. What? Go buy the book if you haven't bought the book. So if you haven't bought The Basics of Astrology, Scott wrote an amazing book. It's on the website. It's beginner, intermediate level astrology knowledge on mm-hmm. how to get you started to be able to read your birth chart, to be able to understand what we talk about on the podcast. Learning the symbols. It's a language. You have to read it before you can speak it. So, yeah. If you want to step up in astrology this year, go buy the book. And I think that's all of the things for the week, right? All of the all of the extras. Sure. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Now should we should we go into the week? Yeah. Okay. So this is the week of February twenty eighth to March sixth, and th- this week is like a week full of conjunctions. They are very powerful. Conjunctions are very powerfully felt. It's like you can't ignore it. You can't ignore it. It's sitting right on top of you. It's when you have two planets that are at the exact same degree in the same sign. So there's nine conjunctions that we're talking about this week. And conjunctions are like oppositions. They're the most rare of the alignments. There's more sextiles, trines, and squares. These are right on top of each other. So they can only be in one place. Whereas like a a sextile, if you're in one sign, like say you're in Capricorn, you can be sextile with Pisces or you can be sextile with Scorpio. So it's like two options there. If you're a trine, you can be trine with Taurus or Virgo if you're Capricorn. But you can only be conjunct in one sign. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's intense. Conjunctions are intense. And they're powerful. Monday, February 28th, we're looking at a conjunction and two trines. The conjunction is Venus, the goddess of love and beauty, and Mars, the god of war. We've been talking about that these two conjunct for the last couple weeks. They're, they're going to continue to be conjunct into the first couple weeks of March. So if you are experiencing conflict in your close personal relationships. Fuck. <laughs> I know yeah, Ingrid has. I, uh... <laughs> I've had some too, so I'm not <laughs> I'm not immune to this. Uh but yes, that's because these two, the planet of relationships and the planet of action and aggression are riding side by side. So they are they are kicking up some dust in the relationship realm. People get really scared when we hear conflict, we don't want to have conflict. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. We hate it, but it is about action. And like, you have to move the energy. So, I mean, this week I had to say a couple of things 
more than a couple of things to more than one person. Mm-hmm. You had to get it off your chest. Yeah. It was weighing you down. I even had something in like a work, another work relationship that was a conflict. And I was like, fuck, do I just let it go? And I'm like, you know, I don't want to keep having things that I let go because then it leads to me feeling resentful. And it's in your psychological baggage. Then it's in your unconscious. Yeah, it's and weighing it's me down. And it's torturing you. Mm-hmm. So I said the uncomfortable things and we will just let the cards fall where they may. There is still fear. Because I would like certain things, like I would hope for certain outcomes, but I can't control anything. All I can do is control myself and my reactions to it and articulate myself in the most honest, vulnerable, compassionate way possible and see what happens. Mm -hmm. So getting it off of my chest has made me feel so much lighter and more empowered and less fearful about things staying the same. Because even though we don't like change, that's the only way things are going to get better. Maybe things get worse before they get better. We have to feel the discomfort. And, yes. and then the relationships will change, and that's okay. Yeah. Things may hurt through these conflicts, but it's it's kind of like maybe like you break your nose, but you have to break it again to put it back into place. And maybe this is like the breaking it again part. But if you haven't experienced any conflicts in your close personal relationships, don't worry. It's coming? Yes. <laughs> Because these two are just hanging out with each other. Um, another two weeks or so, but they've already been together for two weeks. So maybe you're in the latter two weeks. But these two are connecting to the North Node. The North Node, which is the soul's purpose, the karmic pathway of the soul, in Taurus. So Taurus is the sign that represents the material, what you value. Capricorn is what you want to achieve. So what do you want to achieve in your close personal relationships? What do you want to achieve in your career? And how does that reflect upon what it is you value? Do you value your partner and what they value? Or if you don't, do you respect what they value? Do they respect or value what you value? This is about working to get on the same page here so that we can work together in tandem and achieve together. If you ask yourself this question and you're not getting an answer that makes any sense, that may be where that, that conflict, that Mars and Venus conflict in the relationships is going to come up. Mm-hmm. The values don't align or the respect doesn't align and then something has to change. Yes. This is so important right now, especially when we were talking about all like the psychological baggage and dealing with what's going on inside of us. You know, the North Node is is kind of like our compass if you're feeling lost, like go to your North Node. And for everyone, the North Node is calling us to establish what we value. What do you value within yourself? And how is that reflected in your material surroundings? I mean, the North Node is probably my favorite thing to find out about somebody. It takes you immediately deep. What is important to you? What is your life's purpose? What are the things that you're maybe not doing that you should be doing that mm-hmm. will feel fulfilling? Yes. My my North Node is in Air, fuck, Aries. You better know. Well, then I got scared. I was going to say Aquarius. Well, it's in the 11th house. Oh, okay. I was which like, is why? associated with the 11th sign, which is? Aquarius. Yes. Okay. I was like, why did I have both of those in my mind? But that yes. ties it together. Yes. Initially, yeah, that Aries energy is 
just blurting the thing out, being honest, being blunt with my emotions. And that's what I've been feeling lately. And that has felt very healing and very, it just feels right. Even Mm -hmm. though it's definitely an uncomfortable new thing for me. I have been practicing it oh, since I met you, Scott. <laughs> you keep pushing me towards <laughs> this, and the uncomfortable moments do not stop coming up. Yeah. But it has become so much easier for me to do the thing, to yes. say to say the thing. Yes. To be in the discomfort of the aftermath of of speaking my mind. Mm. All right. Tuesday, March first. The sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality. In Pisces, as we've talked about, is aligning with Uranus, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected in Taurus, the sign we were just talking about. So Uranus is shaking up our sense of security. It's shaking up our sense of security so that we can really get clear about what it is we value so that by the time Uranus moves out of Taurus in 2026, we've established and secured financial independence for ourselves. We have financial independence because we're very clear about what it is we value. We're not being wasteful and we're doing what we need to do in order to secure what we value. The connection to the sun in Pisces is shaking up our unconscious, thinking about your dreams. How do your dreams tie into what you value? How does your unconscious reflect your material surroundings. When things get shaken up, it can feel very unsettling. Recently, I think it just keeps coming up repeatedly mm-hmm. that like once things get shaken up, you're able to see things kind of for what they are. And then you're able to reevaluate, reorganize. Like when you even just think of like in the material world, it's like, oh, you have to move locations. Oh, everything's in disarray. It's so confusing. And where do we put things? And once you have packed all your stuff in boxes packing is like the worst part mm-hmm. and you're sorting through all your shit but then once you get to the new space you're able to look around and put everything back where it goes there's mm-hmm. like just the reorganization that takes place when you're cleaning out something and then being able to put it back and the chaos of the move the chaos of things getting shaken up is uncomfortable but it's there for a purpose and if we can remember that there's going to be some clarity at the end of this and start thinking about the why, why do we want to do the things we want to do? Who do we want to be in relationship with? Mm -hmm. What kind of relationships do we want to have? Then we realize, Oh fuck, that's why we had this conflict. (laughs) Oh fuck. That's why this thing didn't work out because I'm not in the line. Yeah. They're not, yeah, they're not, they're not working out for a reason and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you get to choose the next, the next relationship. What, be more intentional with Mm. what we're calling in yes yes what is the frequency that you're putting out there okay that's tuesday embrace your independence in your unconscious and that's building towards wednesday march 2nd double conjunctions ingrid ingrid's eyes are big it it looks so strange because there's no lines anywhere they're all just clumped in one area yeah 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 So we've got Mercury, the planet of communication, consciousness, coordination, in conjunction with Saturn, the planet of responsibility, hard work, authority, and the planetary ruler of Aquarius, where Saturn and Mercury are conjunct. So the planet of the conscious mind and the planet of responsibility. It's like when I think of Aquarius, 
I say it all the time. This is this is the sign of genius. It's what makes you unique. What makes you different from everyone else? What is your idea that no one else has thought of? You thinking outside the box. This conjunction is an opportunity to bring your idea into reality, to take responsibility for your idea by actually speaking it into existence because you said i'm going to do this now you have to do it you have to back it up absolutely you have to put work to the words you have to bring the words into work to create something now there also might be a sense of restriction or maybe you're having trouble actually saying what it is you want to say because Saturn is restraining, the, the words are not flowing out. So maybe you don't feel as confident in saying what you're saying. But if you feel empowered by your authority, then your words can have great power here. Just because we're supposed to share something doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. There's a lot of fear that comes with sharing sharing our ideas. Totally. So if you're feeling... Like, you're not ready or something. It's okay. Yeah. You, you still need to share the thing, even if you're feeling fearful or scared. Think about how the water bear felt when they first brought up to everyone in the village that they were going to figure out how to bring water from the stream to the village. Every and everybody you, laughed at them. Yeah, every time you tell me this story, is just so funny to me. And <laughs> people are looking at him like, yeah, that's not yeah, real. You how, can't do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That's insane. Or the persons that said, I'm going to create a light. Like, what do you mean? Like, we have fire. That is the light. No, it's not going to be fire. It's just going to be the sustaining thing. It's electricity. What? Huh? I don't... It, who knows? It's... There's been so many people out there that have been called crazy, and then later they're called geniuses. So this alignment is supporting you to bring your crazy idea... To the community. To the community, so that everyone can call you a genius. I thought you were going to say, so everyone can call you an idiot. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, they'll call you an idiot first and then a genius later once you actually bring it into reality and say, see, this works. Oh, my God, this is incredible. Now, the second conjunction is the new moon in Pisces. The moon, the planet of emotions, aligns with the sun, the planet of vitality. And this is an opportunity for me to plug my moon cycle class. If you'd like to... Learn how the new moon and full moon are affecting you directly. I have moon cycle classes that are small, eight or less, where we look at where the new moon and full moon are occurring and what that means for you individually, what it means collectively, which I'll talk about here, but what it means for you individually. It's kind of like a, a mini group reading. If you're interested in getting a reading or if you have any questions, this is like the least amount of investment to get such an amazing amount of information and some personal one-on-one -on -one time with Scott. So if you want to set some intentions for the new moon and you're just a little bit curious about what happens in readings and have more, yeah, just have more questions. It's a really great place to get started in astrology. Yes. It's not quite one-on-one. -on -one. It's one-on-eight or... Less. You take each person's chart into account, so you exactly. do get some personal. It's individual. Attention. It is. It is individual attention. Absolutely. I just don't want to think that. Like, well, wait. I thought this was one on one, <laughs> just you and me. Why are there seven other people here? Okay. So, the new moon is planting the seeds of the coming harvest. 
what do we not want in our subconscious? (laughs) (laughs) Can we plant nothing there? Yeah. So what are the seeds that we're planting into our unconscious? Is that what we're we're talking about here? I I view it as... Yeah, go ahead. What do you think it is? Well, normally I would think you're planting a seed, but I'm I'm wondering if this is like addressing the thing that you want to get out of your subconscious. Like, I don't want this to live there anymore since it's a place where things kind of get stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's setting an intention. So if you set your intention and say that I'm going to do this, then that's holding yourself accountable to do that. Well, I guess maybe if you phrased the intention setting for like the opposite, whatever the thing you get want to get rid of is like, Oh, I don't want to be angry about this anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe instead of saying, I don't want to be angry about this anymore. You would flip the script and say, I want to be more compassionate and let go of my past or. Absolutely. Like I love that when this thought comes up, that's been torturing me since whenever, when that thought comes up, I'm going to set my intention to show myself compassion, forgiveness, and love whenever that thought comes up. And so it's like creating a practice for yourself where instead of whatever that loop is that happens when that thought comes up and you're like... The spiral. Uh, yeah, spiral. You're so angry at yourself or whoever else is involved in that memory. If you can show everyone involved compassion, empathy, forgiveness, love, understanding... It's so fucking hard. God, that's so hard. Yes. I've been working on that and I swear my therapist said something like, you know, send that person love or (laughs) forgiveness. And I was like, I don't, I can't think of anything positive. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, all you have to do is say, I'm sending a prayer. You don't even have to be specific. And I was like, that's all I can say because everything I think of is bad. Yeah. And so it was just like starting with the planting the tiny seed of changing that that spiral, that mm-hmm. loop to just, yeah, even if it's something simple, I am going to have compassion for this situation, everyone involved. Yes. I mean, anger is a natural emotion. There is nothing wrong with being angry. Of course, if you're using that anger to inflict harm on another person, then that's, we're talking about something completely different. But if you're feeling anger within yourself towards another person, you know, sometimes it's important to explore and experience that feeling and that emotion towards that other person so you can kind of like get it out and then once you've gotten it out you're like fuck them i fucking hate them oh my god (laughs) then you can you you've blown your top on that and then you can look and say okay well i'm looking at this person now more objectively they're really fucked up um it's not to make an excuse for how they treated me, but I can see that they had a really hard upbringing or people were mean to them and hurt people, hurt people, and they were hurt and they hurt me. And now what am I doing? I'm hurting myself. I'm hurting other people. It just, it just perpetuates the, the virus, you know, of hate, of anger. That's exactly what I experienced. I sent out this pretty intense message and I instantly was able to feel lighter internally. It was Mm -hmm. stuff that I needed to share. Mm -hmm. And I think I did it as eloquently as I could with still sharing how the situation affected me. And then I instantly was able to have more compassion and reflection on the situation once I really got out what I needed to and shared with that person what I had been holding back. And think about it from the flip side too. What if that person 
that you're angry at is torturing themselves, thinking like, I did this thing to Ingrid, I feel so bad, I'm such a fucking asshole, you know, and now I'm doing this to this other person, and I'm just so horrible. That's where you have to flip it around and, like, find forgiveness for yourself. Find compassion for yourself. Wait, if you're the person that did the shitty thing, you mean? Yes. (laughs) Yes, because sometimes you are that person that did something shitty to someone else, And you can't let it go. You're like, I am so angry at myself because I hurt this person. I know that I was an asshole. I'm, you know, I I disrespected them. I harmed them. I don't deserve anything good in my life because I did this thing to that person. And meanwhile, that person is like skipping down the street. They've forgotten about you. They don't even care what you did. (laughs) You know what I mean? That could possibly be the circumstance. I mean, on both ends of the spectrum, I feel like it's about, I don't know if this ties into that, but just in life, if you just take responsibility and express it, whether that's the other person being in the wrong or you being in the wrong, Mm -hmm. it's like when you take responsibility and own it, it, it allows things to be let go of. Yes. You you can give the other person, you can show them why they should have compassion by owning up to what you did, acknowledging that it happened, and then on the other side, acknowledging your feelings, like just the acknowledgement and responsibility for what has taken place, I think can allow the grasp of those feelings to start to dissolve. And that's what we've been talking about for months now with Venus in Capricorn about taking responsibility in your relationships, holding yourself accountable for what you've done or what you haven't done that you wish you did or didn't do. God, it's so <laughs> annoying. I'm so, you know, I still get so annoyed at myself for like this whole life that I created because I wasn't, because I was holding myself back emotionally. Yes. I created this so many problems for myself and seemingly, you know, pointing the finger at everyone else, but I allowed all of these things to happen. And I got really mad at myself. You know, it still comes up here and there where I'm like, why the fuck did I do that? If mm-hmm. I would have done things differently, then the outcome would have been different. And it's sometimes it's really hard to let go of the idea of, you know, that we are curating our existence here. So the nutshell of the new moon in Pisces is setting your intention to show yourself compassion so that you can have greater empathy for those around you. And then just tying into what we said the other day, Pisces is also... Pisces is also the dream world. So it's like once we get rid of our baggage, this is also a time to plant some seeds for what we want to dream about. Maybe we don't know yet because we have so much psychological baggage cluttering shit up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's like, I want to dream about what kind of relationship I want. I want to dream about what kind of job I want. Mm -hmm. Maybe just setting some very broad intentions of what are the possibilities once you yes. clear some shit out to have some space to dream. I like that broad intentions because that's right in line with Jupiter, which is the planet of expansion and the planetary ruler of Pisces. And then Neptune, the planet of dreams. So broad. I like that. Oh my God, more stuff stacked on top of each other. <laughs> Thursday, March 3rd, we've got one, two, three conjunctions happening all at once. In Capricorn, three planets, three conjunctions. Why three conjunctions? Because it's three planets that are all at the same degree. We talked about Venus, the planet of relationships, Mars, the planet of action. And now joining the party is Pluto, the god of death, lord of the underworld, 
the planet of transformation. So what happens when the goddess of love, the god of war, and the god of death all walk into a bar called the goat, Capricorn? I mean, shit gets (laughs) stirred up. I mean, Pluto is like death of the old way of doing things. We're taking action in a new way in our relationships and what we want to see in those relationships. It's kind of funny to think about an ambition in a relationship, but it's like, what what do we want to achieve in our relationships? We obviously wasn't working before the old way. So this conflict in relationships, the Mars energy and Venus that's been here for a while, like this sounds like now Pluto's coming in and it's fucking shit up. It's going to blow it up. Yeah. Blow it up. Start it all over again. There is a death, a death happening around. Yes. The relationship energy. So, you know, especially if you're somebody who has a planet at 27 degrees right now, there's going to be some sort of major transformation occurring potentially. Uh, <sighs> I mean, this this sounds really scary, but also this can't this can be a good thing. Maybe we have been doing the work and now we're able to do things differently in this time period. It's like we are able to start doing things in the new way. Is mm-hmm. that is that possible? Yes. Okay. How do you want to act in a new way? How do you want your relationships to be different than how they were before? What is the action that you need to take that's different than before? How are you transforming your relationship to authority? Are you taking responsibility and holding yourself accountable? in a way that maybe you weren't in the past. And because of that, you can step into a position of power. That's what we're working towards here, where you can own up to who you are, what you bring and who you want to be connected to because of who they are and what they bring. Yeah. It sounds really powerful. It is. It's like, I just keep thinking of like getting launched you know, like a catapult, you know, it's like, oh my God, it's like fun, but also <laughs> scary as hell. This is intense, but it's going to move the energy that's stuck. And that's what needs to happen in order for you to get to where you need to be or where you want to be. Friday, March 4th, the moon has now moved on to Aries, where it forms a conjunction with Chiron. Oh my gosh. The wounded healer. I mean, doing things in the new way from yesterday, that death of the old way of doing things, it's definitely going to hit on... Some fear. Some fear, yeah, your your wounds to your self-confidence, yes. which is Aries. All of your emotions are feeling very sensitive. Insecurities coming up. Insecurities coming up. So it's like, oh, I got to change, but I'm afraid to change because if, I don't know what's going to happen if I change, but I can't stay the same way because nothing's working in their stagnation. The way that they are, they're not working. So... How can you face your fears? I mean, just by acknowledging them. I have this fear. Also, when we share these fears, we don't feel so special. You know, we all think we're so special and different in certain ways. And it's like, we all have these same fears. (laughs) When the death of the old is happening, it's fucking scary. Yeah. So it's okay. It's going to be okay knowing that this is just part of the process. This is part of the rhythm of how we grow. I just think about like being in high school and how just terrified and insecure I was, but everyone is, (laughs) but you don't really know that or understand that when you're in high school, 
So it kind of goes back to what you were saying. It's like we're not so special in our fears. Like whatever you're afraid of, there's somebody out, else out there that's also afraid of what you're afraid of. There's someone else that shares your insecurities. But I think you made a great point where it's like the first step is acknowledging that I'm afraid. You're facing your fear. And once you've faced your fear, then you can build up the courage to move towards it. Yeah, there's things we can do to get out of that discomfort. It's like, oh, we're scared of the job interview. Okay, well, then you do some role playing. Mm. Well, you know what makes a job interview easy is just going on a lot of job interviews. Like the first one, I mean, you're nervous when you start like kindergarten or the first grade, but and maybe even that freshman year of high school. You're, you're, I, I was scared freshman year of high school that first day, but by the time I was a senior, I didn't feel that way anymore because I'd done it before. So. Facing your fear is the first step. The second step is just walking through the door that you're afraid to go through. And it, you might get smacked in the face, but you're going to be better prepared the next time you walk through that door, the next time you walk through that door. So it's just like if you're if you're afraid of going on a job interview, acknowledge it. Okay, I'm afraid. But by the time you're on your 10th job interview, you don't care anymore. Yeah, I think it's a lot of in any sort of a new thing. There's like a fear of failure, a fear of like rejection. And it's like. The more we practice it, the less scary it becomes. I'm like, okay, no, nobody liked my idea that I shared. I was terrified when I first started being in the creative world. Like I was going to say a bad idea and I was going to be so f fucking embarrassed. Like even if I thought the idea was good to share, it was so scary. And now I say bad ideas all the time. <laughs> and you know what? I don't give a fuck. You know, sometimes I have a brilliant idea, but it's like the fear goes away and you're able to like, things will just start flowing. Like you said, Oh, you're scared of dating. Maybe go on a couple dates. It just, it gets easier. Everything mm -hmm. gets easier when we practice it and the fears start to drop away. They're not going to go anywhere if we don't do anything. Yes. Have fun with the fear. I think of like, we're in Hollywood, LA, all the actors that go on auditions all the time. And you talked about rejection. I mean, they get rejected all the time. My friends that are actors are like, I just have fun on the, on the audition now. I, I'm not putting it out there like oh my god i've gotta i've gotta get this role it's gotta be the perfect perfect audition no i'm gonna go i'm gonna have fun i'm gonna be relaxed and i'm not even gonna think about it after i leave and those are the ones where you get the phone call and they're like uh we want to book you for the part well because they could feel your energy it wasn't like <laughs> filled with fear <laughs> exactly it's like the character unless the character is supposed to be afraid like yeah. you don't want to be bringing that fear into the room so yeah. Try to have fun with it. Every time there's a new girl at work at the strip club, she's always like, oh my God, like this guy didn't like me. <laughs> I'm so scared. What if I dance ugly? I'm like, bitch, I get rejected all the time. You know, we have our good days where everyone says yes, but like the job is professional rejection. Yes. Not everyone's going to like you. Yeah. Not everyone's going to tip you. Yeah. You're going to have shitty ass days all the time. <laughs> yeah. And, and they just kind of roll off your back. I don't remember. I can't even think or care when someone says no i'm like too busy moving on to the next yeah person. exactly it's like wait somebody you so you go up to someone and you're like would you like a dance and they're like no it's like you're gonna wallow in that it's like yeah. okay next next person yeah. do you want to dance do you want to dance <laughs> yeah absolutely i'm like i think about it i'm like oh it's like the restaurant you go ask if anyone wants another cocktail you know what they're not thirsty they're whatever right it's not that big of a deal but the the new girls or they don't drink that co they want a beer instead of a cocktail exactly. like you know you're <laughs> whatever yeah, girls yeah. get really hung up on, like, the fear of rejection. And mm. I'm just like, I don't give a, a fuck. Like, 
Otherwise, my day would be ruined every day. Like, it would torpedo the rest of your, your night. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, telling them that I'm like, I get, I always tell them I get told no all day. Mm. Everyone here gets told no, told no all day and it's nothing personal and it's not a big deal. It's just the more you do it, the less you're going to care. You're going to make more, the more people you ask, the more money you're going to make. So just, you know, move on to the next person and don't let it affect your mood. Just like all these other things, the job interview, the date. Whatever it is, it's just like, you just keep going. You're going to find the thing. You're going to meet the person. You're going to make the money as long as we don't wallow in the rejection part of it. Well, when the moon is in Aries, we all get to feel what it's like to be a moon in Aries. And if you know a moon in Aries, they're emotionally fulfilled by acts of courage. So this alignment, though it's forcing us to face our fears, it's also giving us the courage to attack the fear and move through it. I love having that energy because I don't have it all the time. And well, I guess that's my North Node. It is God, exactly. Well, it's starting to feel fulfilling to do that. <laughs> Crazy. Yes. Saturday, March fifth, we've got another double conjunction. Two conjunctions again. They're taking place in Aquarius and Pisces. Let's talk about the Pisces one first. The Pisces is the Sun conjunct with Jupiter. Did we mention? Yeah, we did mention it. Yeah. Well, we did mention it, but we haven't mentioned it in officially mentioned it. So Jupiter's the planet of luck and expansion, the god of thunder, lord of justice in conjunction with the sun. So just expanding upon the theme of the unconscious, what's going on in your psychological baggage, the giver of light, life and vitality. Shining shining and being it's light being expanded in your unconscious to see what is going on beneath the surface within you. It also offers expanded compassion and empathy. Is this going to be an easier time to look in there when the sun is like shining in the dark corners? It will be easier to get the stuff out. Yes, but I, I'd word it as it's going to be harder to ignore. Okay. <laughs> harder to hide. Okay. Uh, so people may be really running towards the bottle or the the bottle, whether it's there's alcohol in the bottle or pills in the bottle or whatever your drug of choice is, or maybe they're scrolling on Instagram endlessly or the Netflix thing, there's going to be a lot of push towards that because it's going to be hard to ignore what you're wanting to ignore. Interesting. Yeah, yes. I guess it's never easy to look into your psychological baggage. It's always uncomfortable. And now we're getting we're getting pushed there. Even though we don't want to see what's in there, now we see it. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, but this is continuing along the lines of that new moon in in Pisces. You set your intention to show yourself greater compassion, greater empathy for others. And now now the planets are like, okay, great. Let's show you everything. <laughs> You're like, wait, no, not that. I don't want to remember that. <laughs> but the real jolt today is going to come through Venus and Mars, which are now transiting from Capricorn into Aquarius. So this is the other conjunction. Venus and Mars have been conjunct in Capricorn for the last couple of weeks, three weeks almost. Now they're conjunct and beginning their conjunction role through Aquarius. So this is a big shift in the energy. The the Venus energy, if it's going to bring that detached feeling to your relationships where maybe you've taken responsibility for yourself, but now you're you're not feeling that 
Like the tie? The tie to it. You're you're like, okay, I know what I need to do. You be over there. I'm going to be over here. It's more about connecting to the broader scope. like Less like one-on-one interaction yeah, just as a whole, what you as want. As a group. As a group. Like if you're in a relationship, like a, a monogamous relationship, let's say, you might be feeling the urge to to step aside from that. Not that you're breaking up with your partner or anything, but th- this is like, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. Just balancing You go hang out with your friends. I'm going to hang out with my friends. And yeah, exactly. Where So if, if your partner or whatever is wanting to hang out with their friends more than you, it's probably because of this. If you're somebody who's a Taurus or a Scorpio or you have planets, key planets in that in those signs, this could be a challenging period when Venus and Mars are moving through Aquarius because they're going to square off with whatever you have in those two signs. So it's going to create some friction there to move the energy. Mars moving through Aquarius. This is like bringing those genius ideas, taking action. You have the idea, you have the thought What do you need to do to bring it into reality? What do you need to do to bring it into reality? And acting from from a place of independence, acting towards your independence. How are my actions bringing me greater independence? How are my relationships bringing me greater independence? Am I respected in my relationships for my individuality? Am I respected in the community for the uniqueness of my actions, where people say, oh, wow, you're doing that? That's weird, but I value that because it's different. I think that also that Aquarius that is Aquarius is ruled by Saturn, so that's that responsibility and mm-hmm. that when you're taking responsibility for yourself, you are allowed to be independent and people are going to respect you when you are like owning your shit. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And the same goes for the community. It's like you are able if you're in partnerships with people, it's like when they can take responsibility for what they have to do, then we have more confidence in them. We give them more freedom. And then we all can feel like stronger in our independence. There's not like an insecurity there or like a lack like, Oh, are they doing their part or are they being faithful or whatever? It's like for all holding ourselves responsible, we create like a a faith in the relationships that everything is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're all lifting each other up. It's like, I don't want to be the weakest link in the chain. I need to be strong. And I'm just thinking about this other alignment with Jupiter and the sun. And I'm thinking of Venus and Mars moving into Aquarius. You know, as you're looking through like the depth of your compassion, maybe Mars and Venus are are allowing you to be a little more logical with what occurred in the past that has created this baggage within your psyche. And you're able to maybe detach from the emotion of it. And maybe that helps bring greater compassion for you. Oh, I love that. It, anything with that detached energy, that logic, it's like that was how things were going to happen because of all of these other events in the past. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was painful, but it all happened based on other things. And we don't have control over everything. So it's okay to be sad or upset about something, but also know that whoever, whether it's us or the other person, no one had the tools in that moment to be any different than they were mm-hmm. and yes. just allowing the acceptance of who we were or who someone else is. Mm-hmm. 
but now through that experience i have the tools to so that when i'm in that that same sort of interaction again i'm going to react or act in a way that is different than how i did in the past which i regret it's like all we can do is do that for ourselves because sometimes i have the expectation that why isn't the other person <laughs> learning the thing and yeah why aren't they learning it why aren't they reacting differently i don't know they have their own reason exactly they're not they're not there yet no no and all i can do is work on myself and my reactions and be compassionate yes that's it and when you do you're gonna change that reflection and so if that person isn't giving you the reflection that you want then maybe it's time to spend less time with that person and find somebody that's reflecting you more appropriately venus is going to be transiting through aquarius from march 5th until april 5th the last time venus was in aquarius was february 1st through the 25th 2021 so think back to last year, February 1st to the 25th. What was going on in your life, in your relationships? That will give you clues for what you may be experiencing between March 5th and April 5th of this year. Mars transits through Aquarius from March 5th to April 14th. So you can see it leaves Aquarius nine days after Venus. Venus is going to start pulling away from Mars while they're in Aquarius, so hopefully that relieves some of the tension in relationships. The last time Mars was transiting through Aquarius was March 30th through May 12th, 2020. So think back to what was going on for you March 30th through May 12th of 2020 for clues on what may be occurring for you this time around when Mars transits through Aquarius March 5th through April 14th. Are you ready for Sunday, Ingrid? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Sunday, March 6th, no conjunction here. It's a square. What a fun way to end the week. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> Hopefully it's not too intense because it's, it's Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, aligning with the north node, the soul's purpose. Mercury is in Aquarius, fixed air. The north node in Taurus, fixed earth. So that's what creates the square. Both fixed, strong alignment, air and earth don't mix. That creates the tension. So the north node, we talked about it at the top on Monday. It's directing our focus towards what we value in the material realm. Mercury is bringing our conscious awareness to the community, the group, the club, the organization. So when we think about what do I value in the material realm? And does this align with my community? Does this align with my group? What do I value within myself? Does it align with my community? Does it align with any group or organization that I'm a part of? Would this be a good time to just ask kind of like a negative question? Go to for be it. Like, ask it. Ask ourselves, like, what is not going right in our community what are we not connecting to like like kind of leaning into that square of like what is not working for me mm -hmm. yeah is that like a good question to ask i think of it as it's about values you know what's not working in our community well what is everybody what do you value what, how do you value yourself 
How do you value your home, your street corner, your neighborhood, your town, your village? What do you value about it? You're going to maybe come with a lot of different values. Someone over there values this. Somebody over there values that. They're all over the map. But if you work at it, you can find the commonality where you can connect to other people and say, well, I value this, you value that. It's a little different, but it actually is the same if we get to the root of what it means. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of like, what's not working for you? So maybe you can change it. So that what things are you not getting out of your community that mm. you would like? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then maybe how that kind of would spark some sort of a change within you. Like, oh, I'm not getting my needs met in these certain areas. Maybe I need to make a shift. Like just shedding some light on what's, Mm-hmm. what's not working in your values that maybe you have accepted in the past. Well, I think that's one of the things is if if you're not getting your needs met in the community or your organization, then maybe the people in that community or organization don't value the same things as you. Maybe they don't respect what you value. So why are you there? What are you doing there? I mean, I think a lot of the time we just need to ask ourselves these questions Cause it's like, we don't, we're busy doing our grocery shopping, cleaning mm-hmm, our mm-hmm. house, all the other shit that goes with being alive. And it's like, unless we really sit and ask ourselves these uncomfortable questions, we're not going to have any revelations unless something like catastrophic shifts. It's like, if we just pay attention to these nuances and start asking ourselves like, well, what's not working? Why is that not working? Do mm-hmm. we have the same values? It's like, maybe things don't need to get so bad if we're constantly working on this in smaller ways. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll see the things that don't work and we'll be able to shift them subtly instead of big breakups or new jobs or whatever. Just making these subtle changes and realignments within ourselves. Yes. it's it's can be maybe kind of a complicated thing to think about. But if you're bringing that awareness on a regular basis and this alignment is encouraging you to bring that awareness today, but you can make that a practice then maybe you find yourself surrounded by people that are lifting you up and that you feel inspired to lift them as well. So that's it for the week. We'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. Transit, 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 transit.